Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And today we're talking about gnomes. I like to call them good gnomes. Good gnomes. Yes. Why is the G silent? I don't think it is. Well. I know in English they make it <laughs> silent, but if you're a gnome, I think it's not silent. Good not. Right. We talked about dwarves in the past, elves and gnomes. They're kind of a smaller group of people. <laughs> every podcast I listened to and, and everything I read, the first sentence they said about gnomes was a joke about height. I think it's necessary. It's mandatory. Is it mandatory? I well, so. then you, you have complied. Somewhere. Yeah, so gnomes, I think I think they've been around since original D&D or AD&D. Not as a playable race, though. I think they were normally NPCs. I don't know... I don't know exactly what edition Gnomes became a playable character. I'm pretty sure, man, I remember Gnome, 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 Illusionist, like being a big deal. And I think that could have been AD&D, but don't quote me. But definitely by third edition, Gnomes became a playable character race. I try my best not to quote you. And... I'm not sure when gnomes came about, but I've since I've been playing, they were there. Right, and I've never played a gnome before. Like I, I've you always, did too. Okay, until recently I oh. played two gnomes, but before that I, it had been see in 1978. I didn't start playing gnomes until about 2021. There you go. <laughs> so a good 30, 30, 30 years. I found it interesting researching the gnomes the there's a whole bunch of people that don't like them and i'm not sure why and then i read about something called world of war warcraft world of warcraft okay. i know what it is right. i watched a show about it with uh, felicia day but oh yeah 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 and what about it well, well i guess that? in world of warcraft the gnomes are tricky or tricksters or i don't know they don't like them oh i'm not sure why i didn't really read about why they don't like them <laughs> because i was like well that's silly well i don't know too much about world of warcraft i never played i well okay i played i can tell you they're in world of warcraft they're part of the alliance i don't know what that's that means people, the okay. good guys you know men elves good people like i said i don't i didn't really play world of warcraft i've only I've only downloaded it and played, like, made a character and stuff, but I don't think I ever played it to any extent. I think it's funny because a lot of people don't like when we talked about elves and read about elves and we read, read about dwarves. There is this dislike to, to some of those people just don't like playing elves. They don't, they don't like playing dwarves. And a lot of it was, I can understand because of their nature of how to roleplay them might be a little bit difficult to roleplay, but gnomes seem more accessible because they're they're fun, they're fun-loving, they're free-spirited. They seem like a really happy people. And then people go, well, well, I'll just play a halfling. But I think what's interesting about gnomes is their origin, at least in Forgotten Realms. I thought I, I have never really researched gnomes in Forgotten Realms, but they were supposedly enslaved by a couple... By kobolds. By kobolds at the beginning. And then later on, they were enslaved by other people, but then they became free. And and even though that's kind of, kind of a sinister or, or terrible 
history, they still maintain their happy, lovable, very welcoming type of uh, group of people. Some of them. Right. So, well. Some of the forest gnomes try to stay away from anybody because they don't trust people. Well, that makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. But they'll they'll happily let you into the forest. (laughs) As long as you know. Yeah. I think it's very interesting their whole... uh, and they fought their way out of the cobalt thing, out of the cobalts. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't, I don't, I honestly, At least that's what I read story, the other yeah, day. Yeah. Yeah. What I also like about the gnomes is that there, this is there is this connection to the Fey world, right? Yes. That they're like, if they're not descended from the Fey people or a Fey people, then they're touched by them in some way. This comes up in. When you make a character, you have the ability to have like a a magic trick, or they're somehow associated with magic. Like they can talk to animals if you like. There's one of the. It's like a feat, but it's a more like a. They're good. Quality. They're good magic users. They're good illusionists. Yes. Right, and 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 that has to do with their ties again to this fey mm-hmm. background or this fey origin, possibly fey origin. And like I said, I never really played gnomes. I never really thought about playing gnomes. I was very human centric in my game playing. I, like I said, I, I hardly ever played an elf. The only time I ever played an elf or a half elf, I might have been a full elf, was when I wanted to become a multi-class character. For some reason, it gave me a bonus or something. But that was back in AD&D times. I played a, a gnome fighter. That was with me. When I played my... my... I played a good gnome fighter in Jim's game. Oh, wow. That's right. I forgot about that. So... Or was it Mike's game? I think it was Mike's game because that was when Jim jumped on the chicken. Oh, it was definitely Mike's game. Yeah. And it wasn't a chicken. Okay, but it was a big chicken. It was a cockatrice, I think. (laughs) He described it as a big chicken. Right. And so Jim quickly jumps on it. So... They have these traits, these these gnomes, right? That they like to tinker with stuff. Mm-hmm. They're very inquisitive. There's all these descriptives that people attribute to them. They like to dress flashy. A lot of times they have, depending on the gnome, I mean, it's going to, it depends on, however you want to play the character, you have all kinds of different options. I like the fact mine had bright red hair. Not like my hair, red hair, but red, red. Yeah, yeah. And... Then she dressed in like purples and oranges, and she was a fighter. So like a there tinker was... from a Robert. Yeah, Stein? yeah. And, and what do they call it? Garish colors? Of course not. <laughs> As a gnome, those—that's the way you are. That's the way you express yourself. Right? Bright colors would be better. So there's a lot of ways for player characters to express themselves as gnomes. Saul loved the tinkering aspect, and one of the things I read was that gnomes um, often they live to be 500 years. They could. they could, but a lot of times they die around 200 because they're so obsessed with one thing that they blow themselves up or they accidentally mix the chemicals wrong and kill themselves, you know, that kind of thing. Which I thought was very interesting. I that thought they, that was that, very interesting That the whole too. idea that that they want to tinker with stuff. So Saul's gnome, he was a he had a blunderbuss and he made it himself. So Right. So Which is as big as the Y was. Yeah. Don't ask me how I fired it though. That was very strange. That was the other time I played a gnome. I played with I played a gnome and Saul played a gnome. That was fun. I, like I said, I've only played in the vast time that I've been playing role-playing games, 
as especially D and D, only in the last couple of years did I play uh, a gnome, and I, I thought it was really fun. I thought it was it was a different way of well because gnomes have this this tendency to be this happy go lucky type of people that I I. I really embraced that part of it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, let's do it. And then like one gnome, one of my gnomes, the first one I made, he didn't like plans or, or he couldn't follow a plan. And so once the other players know that they knew that, that I had this like... Because if we moment, made a plan, then if we called it a plan, he would mess it up. Yeah, that was a quirky head. And so, uh, yeah, so they did start, they, did, they banned they banned plan from their vocabulary. Uh, vocabulary. So they would go, well, we're going to make this. And then like, uh, and he would go, is this our plan? <laughs> and everyone would go, no, this no, is not a plan. No plan. Uh, it was, it was very cool. It was very fun. Uh, I like the idea of playing this happy go lucky character. And like Jolene said, they're very curious. There's all these descriptors att- attributed to gnomes and all of them are re- relatively positive. Right. And I think that's pretty neat. I think I just really enjoyed the whole aspects of playing the gnome. And then and then there's also role-playing things that can come about from playing the gnome because of all these, all these descriptions that people have attributed to gnomes. One of the most interesting things about gnomes is they're very familial, or according to the lore, they stay in their, in their clans and stuff. Right, right. And so if you're going to be an adventurer gnome, you need to have some kind of backstory that tells why you you left right and mine was that my the last gnome i played was they wanted her to start thinking about getting married but she was only like you know 80 years old and and she wasn't quite ready for this kind of commitment (laughs) Commitment. so she took off she told him she was she wasn't gonna get married and she was going to go and see the world before she settled down i thought you went to go get a pack of cigarettes and a gallon of milk no uh that must have been your character (laughs) Exactly. So they have very extended familial relations, which shows that they're they're good in group settings, right? So in your player group, they're gonna want to, you know, keep everybody together, or not necessarily. I'm 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 using my hand gestures like I was a corgi trying to herd herd, but they're gonna take care of want to make sure everybody's good in the party, right? So they could be very curious as to what the wizard is doing how the paladin ask about the paladin's god figure out how the fighter fights or all he, of those or, or what weapons he uses, yeah or why he uses weapons so they might ask lots of questions which is a, a cool way to play that character i think right and i think that that's another they're called curious right that's another descriptor they have about being gnomes and i think and you add that to this idea that they're very family orientated or a clan, not even just a family. They're more like a clan, like an extended family, right? It's like, I can't think of anything. But but uh, one of the reasons that, or one of the ways that this is expressed is that everybody, like every adult that, that knows the gnome child will give them their own name, like a personal name that they call them. And I think that's very interesting. And that gnome takes that name and it just adds it to his number of n- names that he has. And I think that's interesting because... It shows that there's a bond between that gnome and every, well, not every adult, but every close adult that in that gnome's life. And when you go adventuring, that 
that group of people that you're adventuring with, if you're a gnome, becomes your extended family. And if you look at it that way, even though the gnome might be joking around and goofing off and maybe upsetting some of those adventurers for being so goofy, he does or she does care about the, the group and wants to keep them safe, right? Like, he may not or she may not, uh, like, come across as, like, really we're being worried about people's health or their or their situation because there's a bunch of jokesters too so they, you know they might get in a bad habit of calling people names and stuff or nicknames well that's part of their their culture though is is right. nicknames right and so so they're going to extend that to the adventuring group and the adventuring group is not going to understand that or may not understand that <laughs> I know they're not going to understand it at first Unless they've done their homework on gnomes, then they might. And I really like that aspect about gnomes, and I, I was very, uh, very interested in that, in that, in that, in that uh, aspect of gnomes because, because sometimes a lot of times when, when you, uh, when you play, you know, the, the connections between your your background and then why you go adventuring sometimes doesn't make sense. Or yeah, or everybody's parents got killed by the orcs oh, yeah, coming always, to the village. There's always, and the, there's always the orphans. There's the old pats. On the name, um, I thought it was interesting. So gnomes have like they said between eight and fifteen names. Right. So when they go out into the world, the first time they introduce themselves, it's going to be like I've I've met people from that not from the United States who have. Like maybe they don't have a middle name, but they have two um, surnames. What do you call them? Last names. Um, <laughs> so, and then they'll say, "My name is is such such and such such and such such and such." And then they go, "Oh, so you're Mr. Jones?" And they go, "No, that's my that's my mother's last name. I use this last name, <laughs> right? That kind of thing." So it's a well, uh, uh, Latinos, especially like Mexicans, they have that weird where they re- use their mother's name instead of their father's name. Yes, last. yeah, and that. But that's not their. That's not actually the the name that they have on their birth certificate. I mean, it's the name on their birth certificate, but we know that it's the the first last name that they go by, right? Well, I'm not even sure sometimes. Cause I, yeah, I, it's cause hard the, to tell. Cause it, that's Mexicans. I'm not sure if that is also uh, in Latin America as a whole, but. Uh, when my parents came to the United States, they they assimilated and just used uh, Morales. Morales, my dad's last name, and then and then they didn't use middle names. Like none of us have middle names, so which is weird. Uh, well, to some people uh, in the United States, a lot of people have middle names. Well, and it's a big joke for not joke, but it's a big thing for a lot of uh, teenagers in high school to try to figure out what. Sometimes when you're in school, they'll say your middle name, but sometimes they won't. Right. So, like if somebody was named Leslie, a guy, their middle uh, name was Leslie because it was a family name, right? Right. I remember people American. trying to figure out those those the middle names so they could make fun of people, or you know, because they're teenagers, even adults. They did that on Friends with uh, with Chandler's character. I don't remember what his middle name was, but. Well, our our friend Mike, you know, his middle name is Todd, and he doesn't like that name, and I don't know why. I don't know. Probably because his brothers teased him about it. Todd? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Todd the uh, Dodd. I don't know. And so I I think the only time 
My middle name, my middle name is is it Ray. sounds like is, it sounds like a guy's middle name, right? Ray. Ray. And well, yeah. Most I, girls aren't named Ray, but I always tell people always go when they see my middle name, they go, "Oh, okay," because my mom spelled it like with a with a e instead of a y to make it a girl to make it a girl's middle name I guess because my dad's name was Joe Ray so she named me Jolene Ray <laughs> my brother's name is also Jeffrey Ray so I it's a whole that's that, interesting yeah I, I, I didn't thought about that but anyway names are uh, sort of important to gnomes and important to a lot of people like right? everybody is very uh, everybody has a name right right and uh, the reason I think it's funny about middle names is that is that According to a lot of com- comedic jokes in the United States, is that the only re- the only time they ever heard their la- their middle name was when their mom was pissed off at them. Right? Yeah, and they would use their whole name, and that's when you knew you were in trouble. Yeah. Now, in my family, I only have my first name and last name, so there was none of that. So we didn't have that. He knew if he was in trouble. Yeah, no, no definitely. <laughs> yeah. So when a gnome goes out. And they introduce themselves with their eight names. They're going to discover quickly that they got to pick one or two. So usually or they two. go with they usually go with like three names, and then they'll tell people what they what they want to be called. Right, right. And they do have nicknames also. They yes. might go by a nickname. So I think it's very interesting. I, everything about gnomes I, I had learned. I thought it was very very cool. And the idea of of names like they will even in the once they get into the world. Some people might give them a nickname, and they'll uh, take that nickname and they'll like add it to their yeah. litany of names. And then, oh yeah, you can call me that. And then, and they'll go by that name. And then that might—it's kind of funny because that might confuse the other characters or and players. Going, oh, you're going by that nickname? And they're like, yeah, I like it, and stuff like that. They'll add and take name, <clears throat> take out names. You know, not take out, but not use names at will sometimes. And I think that. And that, that shows you the spontaneity of gnomes and how they're very easily acquiesced to different ways of, of, of looking at the world. And you couple that with curiosity and you have a very, very interesting type of character. There's a couple of things here that I have is that when you consider playing a gnome because of their background, because of uh, their history. Now, this is a Forgotten Realms D&D, other gnomes and other and other fantasy games uh, might have I, a little bit different history, right? But a, a lot of the stuff is similar because gnomes have this, uh, for the most part, in the non-gaming. What is it? The in the non in just the fantasy in yeah in non in, in non-gaming uh, literature literature. There is there's the idea of gnomes, right? And I think that's a lot of those ideas that people have about gnomes in the general public. Uh, have also have you know influenced RPGs the way they describe gnomes like they describe them being very small right they're like three feet tall in the gaming that's gonna matter right when you have a three foot tall character yeah because you your speed isn't as fast a large wall who's gonna be a problem and uh, or even a short wall toss the gnome <laughs> yeah that's really yeah exactly. So the real world ideas about gnomes and and what they're like, you know, they're usually magical in some sense, and that has all has been translated or has 
has made it so that when gnomes are played in a role-playing game, they are magical in a certain sense. So they have magic tricks, at least magic tricks, right? Like gnomes, garden gnomes, that whole idea that, that you know, they move around and they are, are magical. Also translates into a, in a world like, in a, in a fantasy world, where they're very attuned to magic and nature at the same time. So I just really like that whole idea of gnomes and, and how they fit in the world. So gnomes are pretty cool in that sense that they're slightly magical and very attuned to nature. That comes through in the so in in D and D, if you wanted to play a, a rogue, not a rogue, I'm sorry, a, a ranger, that would be because rangers are you know attached, to, attached nature. to nature, right? That would be a good character class for a gnome uh, the, the, because they're small. They're really good at sneaking, and I think one of the special abilities is they can like hide in plain sight uh-huh and uh and so of course a, a rogue would uh yeah also be in there a fighter you could be a fighter gnome because they're known as fierce fighters yeah and i think uh, at least to the cobalts i don't know about to humans <laughs> yes and an illusionist because an illusionist yes they're very uh in tune to uh illusion spells and stuff like that. Saul took the the idea of the tinkering and decided his last gnome was going to be this. He made guns, right? And he or he made one gun. <clears throat> one gun. Well, he was working on more, but trying to figure out a lot of them blew up because he couldn't figure out the the how much a gunpowder. So obviously there's a gunpowder in in D&D, right? You can well, be we a were gun. Pathfinder. Oh, we were playing Pathfinder. So you could be a gun Are there gunslinger? Gunslingers, yeah. That was in one of the advanced players' book. So it's different. It's a little bit, but Pathfinder the Gnomes are the same as in D and D. Pretty right? much, yeah. Yeah. I took the tinkering. Uh, well, I took the gunfighters, gunslinger, gunslinger. Yeah, gunslinger uh, class, and I and I was a gnome, and they're like, I I, I was, I really like the idea of mixing like things that that seem really odd, right? Like a, a gunslinger gnome. And I, and I and I purposely didn't use pistols because, well, pistols would be cool. But I, I imagine this this gnome who's like three, and maybe four inches tall, has this large weapon that's as tall as he is, and he's like aiming it and shooting and having this magic reco- massive recoil, but being very effective in that sense. I just like that idea. My son wanted to run Pathfinder. I was able to do that, and then, and then when uh, we were playing uh, low fantasy gaming, there is a character class artificer that can either be a tinker of uh, like guns mm-hmm. or tinker with like other things. So I go, oh, gun, and I was a gnome, so I'm like, yeah, let's do that. I thought it was very cool. I really liked it. He was real, real small, so he could hide when things got a little hairy. We only had three players uh, at the time. It was a very small group. We got into trouble really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and and we were, a lot of times, we got into really big trouble. So I was able to hide when I needed to and stuff. I just like that kind of a character where he's just a little bit odd. And gnomes are odd to begin with. So uh, I really liked it. Uh, one thing you, you got to come up with is uh, for a gnome, because they're so attached to family, hardly a gnome is going to have that. Like you said earlier, uh, the orcs killed my father and mother. Yeah. Prepare to die, right? He's on a rampage to go avenge his, his, his family. 
I mean, it could be that way, but you'd have to kill off a whole, a whole clan, clan, right? Yeah. And, and which is possible, but but uh, th that's a lot of uh, death and destruction. So why is a gnome adventuring? And because they're so tied to their family, and I think that makes for a good background. And you have to ha have a good reason to go adventuring, and that gives you a lot of role playing possibilities. Well, that's what I like about gnomes is because they're just their character, the way they are. There's so many opportunities to role play. So why is this gnome adventuring when he has this very close knit family and and stuff like that? So he's got to have a reason, or she has to have a reason to be out in the world. We talked about that when we talked about elves and dwarves, right. also. And I think out of the three uh, races, I think that gnomes would be the easiest to play for your backstory and and. Because you get to be quirky, so it's easier to come across as humanish, I guess. Some of the right, just a real curious human. Because that's why a lot of people said you shouldn't play elves or dwarves right. because right. you couldn't get into that. You can't play them the way they should be played. Correct in their mind. Right. So I don't know. I think that um, I like gnomes. I think they're pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I think that would be easier to play than, say, an elf if you wanted to do the role-playing aspect of, of coming across as aloof. and yeah. It's harder to, to role-play aloof than it is to role-play quirky. Yeah, and fun-loving and curious. Because well, if you're aloof, you're not going to say a lot is what I'm thinking, right? I'm right? Guessing, so. Yeah. so another thing is why, uh, uh, why adventure, uh, how they associate with other PCs, right? So like the elf is going to be this aloof person not wanting to talk to these lower beings and stuff like that. I'm just kidding. But, you know, that's the way going to come across as being stodgy or whatever, where uh, a gnome doesn't have that problem, right? He, right. He's, he's curious. curious. He wants to ask you a hundred questions. Right. And so there's going to be a lot of interaction between the characters if that's how you play. So there's a lot of role-playing opportunities between just being a, the gnome, being curious, asking about why this works. You're going to have this feel like a parent of a two-year-old that, that the, the last question they always ask is why. And no matter what your answer is, they're going to say why again. And then so it continues and continues. I think a lot of the PCs might get a little tired of their gnome, but at the same time, how do you not answer them, right? How, how can you be mad at this this little guy who's just curious? And I think that's pretty cool. And I think, like I said, there's a lot of opportunity to role play within your group uh, with your fellow players. I think that's pretty neat. I think you're right, because in the aspect of the, the, the gnome wanting to to feel a bond with his with his his new clan that he's formed or she's formed like if you're in a fight or something they might put themselves in risk to try to save you yes because yes. well because i think uh an extension of uh, the idea of familial ties the the gnome is naturally going to look at the adventuring party as an extended part of their family, right? They're going to include them or slowly they're going to become part of their family. And so that's how they're going to look at them, whether the PCs look at him that way or them that way. The gnome's going to look after a few adventures, at least. It's going to look at each and every character as a, an extended part of their family. And again, that gives you a lot of uh, role-playing opportunities. Another aspect of playing gnomes, if they're gnome-like, are they very gnome-like? Do they are they the classic inquisitive, happy-go-lucky? And if they're not, why are they not that way? You know, what makes your gnome 
not known like. And I think, again, filled with uh, role-playing opportunities, also a, a good backstory, which could be useful for the GM if they incline to use your backstory in their adventures or in their long arc ideas. And I think they're very versatile er, uh, gnomes. I mean, they're really cool in a urban setting, right? And in the wild, they're also very cool, right? Because the the aspects of a gnome fit either one very well, right? If you're in a city, uh, you can you know disappear and be, not be noticed. Uh, so very uh, useful if you're you know doing subterfuge and stuff like that. And in the woods or in the great outdoors. The same thing, you know, if you are a gnome in, in the fight in the woods or in the wherever, in the wild, you can hide. Uh, a lot of them uh, have ability to t- talk to animals. Uh, they cast a, minor illusions and depends on the type of gnome and it depends on the class that you are. So I think uh, gnomes are very versatile because of that. So there you go. I think you should try to play a gnome. Yeah, I think they're pretty fun. I mean, the last two characters I've played have been gnomes, except for the Shadowrun, which Jolene wouldn't let me play a gnome. Oh, they don't have gnomes. I was going to modify a dwarf. I know, but I told you I didn't want you to do that. Actually, there's a book. There's a, there's of course a, there is. <laughs> I forget what book it is, but there is a, uh, what do you call it? A companion or whatever. A supplement there for Shadowrun. And they include other races that you can play, like... I mean, they include a whole bunch, and gnomes is one of them. Oh, really? Yep. Anyway, so I think uh, they're fun. They're they're very interesting char- type of character to play, and if you want to branch out, play a gnome. Play a gnome. So there you go. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And you have a good day.